Hello and welcome to Homespun Wisdom Talks with my neighbour, with myself Sarah Sharman and Daniel Confino. And Sarah, can I present you with a cup of tea? Thank you very much. One for me. I've got the one with the dodgy handle, so you're safe. Excellent. And I've got the bigger cup here. Any biscuits available? We have broken biscuits. Broken biscuits? Yes, it's my new discovery. I think they made an appearance in my childhood. Yes, mine too. What, what, what was your recollection? Broken biscuits. A bag from a budget supermarket uh, with an ar array of biscuit favourites and some occasional quality biscuits in there. Yes. And I think it was about £1.50 for a 500, no, a kilo bag. Okay, well, you'll be delighted to know that there's not been much inflation in um, in Broken Biscuits. I'll bring you up to date on that, but, but my That's first hot. encounter with Broken Biscuits was um, a very strong memory of, of going shopping with my mum, who had one of those pull-along basket trolleys. We didn't have a car in those days. And, I've and got a trolley a granny trolley, a trolley. yeah <laughs> and um and we we were quite a large family and so my mum took full advantage large in people or large in <laughs> yes <appearance>. numerous <laughs> numerous i was in the middle actually it's always a difficult place and um so when we went shopping in those days there weren't supermarkets yet they were just coming but so shopping for us meant going to an original sainsbury's which had counters and, and each counter had its own queue so my mother would disperse us around the various counters and then just sort of sweep in as we got to the front. Ah. But my job was to queue at the broken biscuits counter. And I can still remember there was a glass... Sort a of full counter for broken well, biscuits. Well, it, maybe it had other things, but, but we were buying broken biscuits. I think that's all we bought there. And I, I can remember they had sort of like bins with glass tops which you could see as a customer, but then the staff could get at them from the inside. Ah. So I, I've always been a fan of, uh, of broken biscuits. And what particular biscuit would you reach for first in the the box or packet? Well, there was a type of biscuit called a long de chat, which is French for cat's tongue. Oh. And they, um, like a lot of French things, they were made with far too much butter, oh. but were delicious for that. So they were long, sort of rounded end, rounded rounded edges at both ends, and. Uh, and very delicious. So, yes, but then, I don't know about you, but then Broken Biscuits fell out of my life for many years, until quite recently. Um, and um, one of the things I've always paid much more attention to than most people is, is the milkman. We've, we've always been loyal to the milkman. In fact, at one stage, I tried to help the company that owns the milk rounds to develop the, the product offering, and, and now, uh, they, amongst other things, offer a 1.3 kilogram box of broken biscuits. What? Yep, from the um, from the well-known brand, the House of Lancaster. Okay, so I take it you've ordered these biscuits. Yes, they are left on the doorstep together with the milk, the occasional crumpets, and oatmeal biscuits. Um, apparently, I'm, I'm still exploring the range of things that milk and more provide, but. Um, Okay. It's like a lifeline these days. You don't have to go out. You you open the door at seven in the morning. It's raining. It's, it's home delivery. It's home delivery. Original. Yep. 
service. From an electric vehicle which makes no noise. It's just perfect for... One of the first electric vehicles. Indeed. A milk float. Well, Daniel, why are you keeping me sat here biscuitless? Well, I, I happen, in Blue Peter style, to, to have one that I filled earlier. Don't shake them, you'll break them! <laughs> yes, that would be tragic. Now, can you see, Sarah, the, the distribution of biscuits? It's quite random, isn't it? It is. What, what, what varieties fully, can you see in there? Fully chocolate-covered. Fully chocolate-covered. Classic bourbon. Classic bourbon, that's that Double one. chocolate chip. Double chocolate chip. Chocolate digestive. Jammy Dodger. Jammy Is that Dodger. a Fox's, yep. Viennese, or yep. something similar mm -hmm. over you there? Custard the, cream. You, you've got the custard cream. And then there's a other... A shorty. Yep, a shortbread type biscuit. Um, and, and then there's this famous biscuit called a Garibaldi. Oh yes, I do like a Garibaldi. Which apparently was named after um, the Italian... Uh, revolutionary responsible for uniting Italy in the 1870s and he became a popular figure in um, in England oh. and they named a biscuit after him Wow! Uh, although a lot of people consider a Garibaldi to be full of squashed flies I mean I don't mind anything with dried raisins in but the the interesting thing about the broken biscuits is what's wrong with them I don't know and but it, I'm gonna reach for one now because bears, I've been it, too polite right now okay. <laughs> but look I think the Jammy Dodger line, I, I've actually been thinking about this, the, the Jammy Dodger line and the Garibaldi line have got some problem. I think that what we're seeing is, is the results of difficulties on, on the line. Although, if anyone who actually is involved in making these, you know, has some reason to correct me, please do so. But I think what's happened with the Jammy Dodgers is that the jam... And I'm, I'm hoping everyone knows what a jammy dodger is, but it's a sandwich biscuit with a hole at the top, normally filled with jam. These aren't regular jammy dodgers because these are the cream ones, jam and cream dodgers. Is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we'll carry on as you are. Well, I, I think the, the issue with the jammy dodgers is that often they're supplied in the broken biscuits box mm. with no jam. It looks like they have dodged the jam. Wow. <laughs> and they probably thought they would be really smart you know with ducking and diving as they came down the line they could see the squirting jam nozzle and they somehow managed to sort of just ease themselves out the way Aww. thinking that this would somehow avoid the yeah. inevitable fate that awaited them but instead of which what happened to them they, they could have been put in a full priced nice packaged mm. jammy dodgers biscuit box Yes, but could you and imagine if the complaints that would come No, in? no, no, but if they just accepted their fate, you know, and just let the jam be in do dolloped in, in, in the right place. Right. Instead of which they dodged it. Now, what happened to the ones that dodged the jam? The jammy dodgers, dodgers. <laughs> They're here, in yeah, the broken biscuits. Exactly. So, that, you know, if they'd known that, mm. it's so true of things in life, isn't it? That, you know, you do one thing thinking it's clever and you end up, in a worse place than you would otherwise, you know, yeah. because life has a cruel way of teaching you these lessons. Well, what is cruel is when you've bought a fresh packet of biscuits, not a broken packet, but a fresh packet. They've survived going around the supermarket. They've survived the journey home. And just as you pick them out from your shopping bag to place wherever they belong in the kitchen, you drop them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's, it's, it's always the same thing. You know, I, I have the same thought. You know, sometimes I used to travel. Do you know? Do you remember in the old days when you could when, travel? Yeah, when you came <laughs> came back from the airport. Uh-huh. And I would, I would often go to Spain where I could get some really interesting Riojas, you know, mm. in Spain, and you wouldn't find them here. And I'd bring them back. And the thing that you always feared was was breaking them on the doorstep. You know, just mm. when you have all the stuff, you have to put everything down. You have to find your keys, and you're dealing with a taxi maybe, and you, you're all discombobulated. And right on the doorstep, you drop them and break things. That's that's always the worst when you when you do that. Yeah. But look, Sarah, I want to talk to you about the Garibaldis as well. Why there are so many Garibaldis in the... Why I think there are so many Garibaldis in the Broken Biscuits. Have you counted them? Well, they, I haven't done a distribution analysis, you know. But okay. I'm not feeling that geeky about it. But there just seem to be, like, a suspicious number of Garibaldis. Oh, and I worked out what the problem is. If you buy the full-price Garibaldis, mm-hmm. it's like a, a line of four or five, you know. yeah all joined together so you can break them apart quite yeah. easily now so you know for a garibaldi line to go wrong it just means that one of the five has to drop off and then all four are, the other, are wasted you see unlike most other biscuits which are just a single biscuit yeah the garibaldi line has to work perfectly because if there's any break of the five biscuits joined together like that oh, then gosh. they end up in the in the house of lancaster <laughs> which that- you know is it it's a fitting end for biscuits. Yes. I mean, that has a lot of thoughts gone behind that, but it does make sense. Hmm. So maybe, you know, that, that, this is just a sort of a, a clever way of getting rid of Garibaldi biscuits and, and then chucking in these other ones just to sort of make you feel that, you know, you had a decent sort of selection. Yes, but they don't take up much space because they're the thinner yeah. ones yeah. out of they're the, the thinner selection. Ones. Mm. That's right. I mean, did, did your mum ever say to you something like when there was a little accident in the kitchen or something didn't turn out right or you know, didn't bake quite correctly? Well, it all tastes the same once it's once you put it in your mouth. You know, you kind of like it, it's just a sort of a moment when things optically, cosmetically don't look perfect. But then who cares? Because once you start chewing it up, it's all the same. Anyway. It's all the same, quite possibly. Did she or ever, maybe my dad said that. Or but... did, did he ever force you to eat things that just look dodgy? On that basis? I mean, I was just forced to eat full stop when I was younger, so <laughs> regardless of how it looked, it's either eat it or you're going to starve. So You wouldn't get a lot of sympathy for being forced to eat biscuits, would you? No, but the biscuits were the only thing that I wasn't really to have, allowed to have many of, because it was either have one or none. Yeah. So I've got a question for you. If I was to offer you... Sorry. It might have caused a little disturbance. It's um, okay. This would be my third one. How are you going to choose which one to have? Well, I started off with a, a plain one, so the mm. shortbread. Yeah. And shortbread's one of my favourites. Do you think favorites. you have to earn a chocolate biscuit? You have to work your way up to a chocolate biscuit? Well, do not, you know what? Sometimes you don't always want a chocolate biscuit because it's quite rich. I've actually been eyeing up the shortbread one that has uh, chocolate sandwiched in that, between. That's about... 63% of a, of a biscuit, isn't it? Yes, I would so it's say. not all there. No. But uh, it's a thinner amount of chocolate, small biscuit, just like cake. I like more cake than cream. But do you think a biscuit like that, which has been broken, sort of, you know, not quite in half, do you think the other bit might be in here? Do you think they might be searching for quite each possibly, other? possibly, but this in the, is in a the, similar in, biscuit. In the broken biscuit world, do you think marrying up two bits of a... What do you, what do you think? No. I think it would be in there somewhere. Or maybe it will come in the next packet. 
I mean, can you imagine the, the sort of trauma of being torn asunder from your other half, or mm. in my case, um, 53% or, or 43% or, I mean, or 33%, whatever the arithmetic. Because I always think the broken biscuit is just helpful to have it bite-sized. Mm. But then also the joys of broken biscuits is finding a whole biscuit in the packet. Why do you think that one was in there? What was wrong with it? Someone took a nibble of this one. Do you think it was a mouse? No, that's that's a human bite. Yeah. We're going to talk about mice and... Um, and snails later, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I think I'd better take over whilst you recover. But, but dunking biscuits, which is now what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole new subject. The slight awkward thing about broken biscuits is that they don't always have the um, the, the, the requisite length to dunk and, and keep your oh. fingers clear. But, but it does go back to the, once it's dunked, who cares? Yeah. I mean, why did you pay full price for a biscuit you dunked? Well, I don't know. I've not thought that hard about it. No, I wanted to let you know, we were talking economics before, and what you remember the price, but I can tell you that these House of Lancaster biscuits are incredibly good value. Right. Um, and force you to rethink why you ever would spend full price on, on, on biscuits again. So Although you, you, you get a box of them, yes? They come in a box, and it's kind of like in a plastic bag. It's not the most elegant packaging but there's a plastic bag inside a nice box which talks about 25 years of quality broken biscuits mm. and then there's a little logo for the house of lancaster what i want to know is what's the weight of these biscuits oh one interestingly it's 1300 grams they don't say 1.3 kilogram they say 1300 probably because you think that's a lot more yeah i mean 1300 anything is a lot Right, so that's you know you're thinking, wow, this is, and, and when you realise they only cost you know three pounds or something, four pounds, from the women, then you know, of course you eat more biscuits as a result because you know they're just there. They're just there, and you think, and, oh, it's only half a biscuit; it doesn't really count as a full one. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you eat broken biscuits, they they don't have the same fattening qualities as as normal biscuits. Mm. You don't respect them as much. It's a bit like eating other people's chips. You know, they're not fattening if they're other people's, right? You can pinch them from their oh, plate. Yes. But have you thought about the Wars of the Roses aspect of, of the House of Lancaster? Is this because of the symbol on their box? Yeah, did, did you notice something that was wrong with the symbol or not? Totally? I didn't. I was too involved in what was in the box. <laughs> but I think, I think most people know about the Wars of the Roses. There was the Red Rose, and that was Lancaster, and the White Rose, that was York. Right. I mean, why anyone would choose a brand that automatically causes upset in, in large swathes of the country is, mm. is not clear to me. I mean, they could have just called it something, you know, innocent. Um, like innocent. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, you know, if you, why would you buy these biscuits in York? You know, that's the enemy. Because they're the house of Lancaster. Hmm... Are any of the factories where these biscuits are from in either of those places? It's hard to work out where the factories are. I did do a little bit of research. Okay. And, um, of course, there was that Peak Freens factory that we used to pass on the train down, down here in southeast London. Do you remember? It was der it's been derelict for ages. It's probably before and my apparently time. Apparently, Peak Freens was a brand that was all over the empire in those days. Okay. So if you wanted a custard cream, you know, you could be sure of a reliable one all oh. over the 
that part of the world in red that was the British Empire. Mm. So, um, yes, well, that's... McVitie's. I'm sure I've seen McVitie's factory somewhere. Yes, of course. They probably are more northerly based. In fact, a lot of factories were on the site of canals at one stage because that was the easiest way to get in the raw materials yes. and, and prevent the biscuits being broken. Yeah. Because canals are a very good system for not breaking things. That's why Stoke is on the canals because they could get out the fine china for the Russian Imperial mm. Palace by barge and then sea rather than by road. Okay. So, yeah, but That's obviously in the case of biscuits and broken biscuits in particular, they're probably not so sensitive about the uh, about the, road, the way they're, they're transported. Well, no, because they've already got got to the location but they just didn't get to the final destination of the shop yes so we'll blame the delivery the the person that unloads for the broken biscuits maybe well i'll tell you what sarah i think you know we're looking at these biscuits and i have to say um i start thinking about cake after a certain amount of time uh -oh. or crumpets or other things that go with tea hmm. Um, but maybe we should save that for another day. What do you think? What do you prefer to have with a cup of tea? Well, it depends what time of day we're talking about. But now, which is mid-afternoon, mm. I'm really up for a very well-toasted crumpet. Okay. With so much butter that it just leaks through leaks the oven, and, yeah. and then a good smarm of um, of marmite over the top. So you'd have a crumpet in the afternoon. Yeah. I discovered how fattening they are the other day. Though. That's sort of put me off. Never look at any, like... Calorie information. Calorie or, yeah, yeah. supposed nutritional values or... I mean, you'll just make me walk it off if I, if I have too much anyway, won't you? Yes, indeed. But uh, what was I going to say? Biscuits. No, the afternoon is definitely a biscuit time. Yeah. Or yeah. cake, as you said. I love cake. Yeah, cake. But we're not going to talk about cake today. No. No. Let's just round this off. So your favourite all-time biscuit would be, regardless of both broken biscuits? Digestive. Really? Yeah. Oh. My housemate says, if, if you have biscuits in the house and it's an assortment, hand them out. But if you've only got digestive biscuits, don't even bother offering them. Mm -hmm. I know. For what reason? Because she's she because wants to give more for herself. It, no, she thinks it's the lowest of the lows. Oh, you mean it, it shows her social standing is sort of, you know, she's a bit of a peasant. Is that what she thinks? Well, no, she doesn't want to be thought of a peasant. That's what I mean. So she wouldn't want to say, oh, have a digestive biscuit. She, she wants to have one of those chocolatey confections from the German company Balsam. What are they called? Liebnitz or something. Maybe, know? but yeah, a digestive biscuit is your choice of any biscuit you could get. Wow. Okay. I got confused about Balsam. I, I'm, I'm sure that chocolate biscuit they make, which has got like a chocolatey base and then a, a stamped... Mm. chocolate top I, I thought they named it off um, after one of the German mathematicians who was fighting it out with Newton to come up with the best notation for calculus or integration I, I don't know uh, never bothered to look it up but you know these are the thoughts I have when eating biscuits your thoughts are much more intellectual than mine <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure you're wondering Sarah what's your favorite type of biscuit 
Yes, sorry, did I forget to ask you that, Sarah? Yes, you did. I've been just so engrossed in myself, as usual. Oh, Sarah, good. what is your favourite type of biscuit? I thoroughly enjoy a shortbread biscuit. And... But I don't discriminate. I will eat all sorts of biscuits. But if I'm out and I'm going to buy a gift for someone or have a special tin, it will be a selection of shortbread. Yeah. You know, it was the French philosopher uh, Rochefoucauld who said memorably that people who eat cherries start by eating the best and end up by eating them all. But he could have said, with broken biscuits, people start by eating the best by end up by eating them all because that's what's going to happen oh. with these biscuits i mean we will get down to mainly custard creams right which you know are the ones that i probably but, but they're probably on par with the digestion yeah but ev <laughs> eventually i will crack and, and just you know, i'll just have to eat the custard creams mm. it's a bit like in the box of all gold chocolates as a family which was always a a thing we had that you know there were the coffee cream would always be the last one to go but yeah you know if you could just as I was in a large family, you know, if you just persuade yourself that coffee cream was cool. Oh, coffee cream you know, biscuits? No, 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 coffee cream chocolates. But you could get coffee cream biscuits as well. Oh, can you? Yes. Oh, right. At least in the 90s, you could. Yeah. You know, them up so, certainly it's a strategy for survival in large families to, to like things that your sibling don't like, you know. Because mm, then you'll have them all to yourself. Yes, less competition. Right, well, on well, that note, I'm going to dig out those uh, equivalents to shortbreads in there. Sadly, I can see there are no digestives. And for you at home, you can help yourself to whatever you've got in your cupboard. Yes. Thank you for joining myself and Daniel for the Home Spun Wisdom Talks with Thy Neighbour.